welcome to Was It Any Good, the show that tries to find out if things we all think we liked in the past were actually any good. I'm Scott Johnson. Today, I take a recommendation from a listener to the show, Aaron Felder, who says, I need to watch an episode of MASH. And I agree, Aaron. We're going to do just that. And we're going to go to an early season one, specifically season three, episode 11, called Adam's Ribs. And uh, I should say, MASH reruns were a staple of my household growing up, and uh, I always knew I loved it then, I love it now, but we need to ask the question, for real, was it any good? All right, let's go. All right, we got the intro here. Now, whether or not we want to uh, (sighs) skip ahead is a great question, because I do like the intro of MASH. I I usually just let it go. This is also one of those shows that my kids uh, love, even though they're way younger than any of this MASH business, but for whatever reason, they love some MASH, so I think they're on their, like, I don't know, third or fourth watch through of MASH themselves. Uh, but anyway, we'll skip ahead just a little here. All right, there's Gary Berghoff finishing out the credits. Off we go. It's just foothills of Southern California. Oh, I can't believe the Mayo brothers started this way. Or even the Mills brothers. Try reading something. Okay, wait. I don't know who the Mills brothers or the Mayo brothers are, so already that joke didn't work for me. But, you know, whatever. I didn't ma- it didn't matter. It didn't matter if I got everything. Uh, you know, overall, whether you enjoyed the show or not, that, that's what mattered. I read everything. Possible. I've tossed everything, including breakfast. It's always trolling for nurses. I've trolled all the nurses. Let's have a blast. We could drown the dull in booze. Won't do any good. My dull has learned how to swim. Let me get a note from my parents excusing me from the war. Attention, all personnel. Due to conditions beyond our control, we regret to announce that lunch is now being served. (laughs) (laughs) I always like the announcer guy. Gonna go ahead and a big thumbs up for that dude. I forget who did the voice. Um, there were there were seasons where somebody on the show who was a regular did it, but then there was other times where it was a different dude. I think early seasons it was somebody who we don't know. Out of guts, and they keep serving them. <laughs> you realize it's an anniversary? They've given his liver a fish ten straight days in a row. Eleven. If they try to serve that to us one more time today, I'm going to throw a fit. You won't throw a fit. All right, then I'll throw a berserk with a strong resemblance to a fit. Something to do. Going to eat with your feet? Only if they have corn in the cub. Ew. All right, so something else I notice here. There, there's always these, uh, uh, these, these pauses between, you know, wounded. And <laughs> funny enough, even though the show, the whole point of the show was to like say, ah, war is hell, but also we can be funny sometimes, but ah, war is hell. I preferred it when they were bored, <laughs> like when nobody was dying and they weren't, there were no um, uh, wounded on their way. I don't know what that says about me or the show, but you know, there it is. <laughs> we smelled a sock. That was kind of gross. All right. Clinger in a dress. Let's see how this holds up. Well, audience laughs because he's already, he's all dressed up. Still. Terrific outfit, Clinger. Like it? I don't usually wear floor length during the day, but once in a while you feel like being dressy. He 
He's so hairy. <laughs> He's so hairy. Okay, now we get to the river of liver and the ocean of fish comment. How can you eat this slop? My mouth is tone deaf. <laughs> Here we go. Second taste, Doc. Yes, please. Potatoes? Fine. Okay, hold on. What are what is succotash? Anyone can tell me what that is? I guess no one's here to tell me, but uh succotash. You hear about it, you know, in cartoons mostly, but it's a thing, and here they are asking for it, and I still don't know. Oh well. Green corn? Thank you. And for the entree today? Here it comes. Steady. We have liver or fish. I didn't hear you say that. Because <laughs> it isn't possible. It's inhuman to serve the same food day after day. The Geneva Convention prohibits the killing of our taste buds. I simply cannot eat the same food every day. Fish, liver, day after day. I've eaten a river of liver and an ocean of fish. There's the line. That's the line. I always remember that line. For whatever reason, that was the one that stuck with me. You probably heard me say it on other shows and stuff. It just comes up. There's another one later in a season with uh, uh, the other dude, um, BJ. And they make this comment about how they brought somebody shampoo as a gift because they couldn't find any real poo. I always thought that was real funny as well. I've eaten so much fish, I'm ready to grow gills. I've eaten so much liver, I can only make love if I'm smothered in bacon and onions. Are we going to stand for this? We're going to let them do this to us? No, I say, no! We're not going to eat this drink anymore! We want something else! We want something else! We want something else! We want something else! We're the needs of the world arise! You have nothing to lose but your cookies! We want something else! It's a whole, it's a big old riot now, see? All right, what was great about that scene is uh, the radar just keeps eating. Everyone else is like fed up and they don't want to eat anymore and they're all pounding on the table, but radar's just shoveling it in his mouth because that's radar. That's cool. Oh my gosh, this scene goes on for a while. Even the cooks are stoked. Just who do you think you are, Pierce? I broke under the pressure, Warden. <laughs> Eleven straight days, Henry. Well, don't you think I've tried for some alleviation? Yes, Raider! <laughs> what happened to the frozen turkey? I... Re that's pretty funny. Oh, Henry. I miss, I loved Henry. Henry was one of the great characters of all time. You'd order. Well, I put in the requisition, sir. Mark Durgent. Well, they sent us 5,000 athletic supporters. Mark Durgent. <laughs> I don't find that such a rib tickler, McIntyre. Ribs. Ribs. All right, Radar. Why don't you get on the horn? He's, he's also he's staring at a skeleton's ribs while he's saying, "Well, he's suddenly reminded of ribs." Athletic supporters. Barbecued spare ribs. That's what I want. That's what I need. What you need is a tranquilizer about the size of a horse's rump. <laughs> There's a place in Chicago near the Dearborn Street Station. I don't know the name of it. They served ribs. The best in the world. They had a barbecue sauce with it. A flamboyant, devil-may-care, yet introspective sauce. 
Spare ribs? Ambrosia. The gods on Olympus, when they got tired of pizza, they sent out for these ribs. Ha! Yum, yum. I think he's going to have an accident. Give him the barbecue ribs, Henry. I don't just want ribs, I want those ribs. Pierce, you're acting like one of my kids. Henry, I'm all ribbed out. I have barbecue deficiency. Don't you get the clinical picture? Withdrawal trauma. Take blood, you'll see. Half hemoglobin, half barbecue sauce from Chicago. You're off your hinges. Henry, they were sensational. The ribs burned my upper lip. I had a little cut. I kept the scar alive for a year. The pain was exquisite. What was the name of this place? I can't remember. It was near the Dearborn Street Station. Well, I know, because the title of the movie, or the title of the episode is Adam's Ribs. Adam's Ribs. So, actually, yeah, I screwed that up. The title of the movie, or, I keep saying movie. title of the episode is Adam's Rib, but the place is Adam's Ribs. So, at the top of the show, I screwed up and gave it an S. Sorry, everybody. You have to forgive me. Well, why don't you call the station and ask? The number is Dearborn 57500. How the hell do you know that? I was born in Illinois. I spent half my life at the Dearborn Station. It was the first place my mother let me go to the men's room alone. <laughs> Come to think of it, it's where I met my wife, Lorraine. <laughs> you gotta have those ribs. Sounds like you're ready to go into labor. I'll get them. Somehow. Pierce, I don't care what you do in private. You want ribs? It makes me know never mind. But as long as you're in this man's army camp, you behave yourself and you fly in formation. Yes, sir. Radar, let's get started on the inspection. Yes, sir. Golf clubs. He's going golfing. It was oregano in the sauce and just the slightest suggestion of vinegar. And the coleslaw tasted like heather. Oh, my gosh. They are making me hungry, though, right? Don't you all just hear this and want barbecue? Oh, my gosh. I may have to do that today. Mm. But those ribs, those ribs I'm sure they came from pigs that were virgins You know? You know? Mm. All right, middle of the night, wakes up Remembers the name Right? You gotta have them You gotta have them, Fred Okay, Clinger's out. Huh, what's the password? Out of my way or I'll split your head open. Close enough. <laughs> Radar? Okay, real quick, there's a lot of controversy, uh, or talk anyway, about how people wish MASH had been as the producers had originally planned without a laugh track, but the producer or the, uh, the studio was like, yeah, we don't think people like it. We live in a time where everything's got a laugh track. We got to have a laugh track. And I've heard it both ways. I've seen versions of the show with the laugh track and without, I get, there's some DVD version that doesn't have it. Um, and I'm, maybe I'm the weird one out and I really don't like laugh tracks normally, but I like it in mash. Maybe it's just because it's so burned in and I saw so many episodes over and over. So every time they do an episode without a laugh track, it would just freaking throw me, man. It's, I just couldn't do it. So I think I'm for it in this one. Radar, it's Hawkeye. Let me in. I got to use the phone. Radar. Come on, wake up. The war's over. We won eight to five. <laughs> eight to five. <laughs> That's pretty good. Radar. Don't shoot. Get on the phone. All right, waking radar up. You are. Get out of bed or I'll take your tonsils out through your armpits. Ew. No, we're calling Chicago. 
You're born five seven five hundred. Chicago. That toddling town, home of the stockyards. Mrs. O'Leary's cow, the White Sox, the Cubs, Carl Sandburg. Who's he pitch for? <laughs> the poet. Chicago. Hog butcher for the world. Tool maker. Stacker of wheat. Player with railroads in the nation's freight handler. Stormy, husky, brawling, city of the big shoulders. Sandberg, new radar. Spare river for the universe. Maker of meat on a bone. The home of the pig sickle. I thought, okay. I mean, maybe, okay. So this is like, you know, it's in the 50s is when the Korean War or the Korean conflict happened. Barbecue wasn't the the domain of like Texas and, and you know, uh, no, not Nebraska. What am I thinking of? Uh, 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 where am I thinking? Tennessee, you know, different different places claim to be king of king of uh, barbecue. But did was Chicago known for like, you know, the end all be all barbecue uh, thing? Because the show sure makes me want to think it is. Give me your tired, your poor, your coleslaw. Sparky. Yeah, it's it's a radar. Yeah, listen, I'm really, I, I know it's late, Sparky, but uh, can you patch me through to uh, Tokyo, Honolulu, San Francisco? Yeah, I'm headed for Chicago. I'll hold. Radar, I'll let you lick my fingers for this. <laughs> These ribs really that great. Ew. Uh, better than sex. I don't know how good sex is. No woman could follow them, especially the big ones. The ribs, not the women. <laughs> Oh, I probably shouldn't find that as funny as I did. But I did. I can't help it. They come in a sheet about that size. Wow. It's like making love to a xylophone. Uh, He's got Honolulu asking for San Francisco. Good man, that Sparky. There may be a knighthood in this for him. With spare rib clusters. Okay, pal. I'll take it from here. Thanks, you did terrific. You did terrific. That's what I said he does. (laughs) So Radar is supposed to be 18 in this show. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Um, Gary Berghoff is older than that, but he's supposed to be playing 18, 19, something like that. Right. Uh, Can you speak up a little louder, please? I'm calling from Korea. Korea. Rhymes with Daya. (laughs) Right. The place that Bob Hope comes to all the time. Uh, Listen, this is official military business. Priority one. Uh, Can you put me through to Chicago? Chicago, man. Yeah, the you get none of this is a problem today. Like you're on Skype and two forget Skype, whatever, Zoom, freaking Discord, whatever. You 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 don't need this dialing a phone with a crank and then connecting through 15 places and having to yell the whole time. What an odd time to live, man. Weird. Place with the big shoulders. Dearborn five seven five hundred. Dearborn five seven five hundred. Right. Dialing. I love her. It's a he. I love him. It's ringing. Dearborn Station? Yeah? Hold on! Uh, hello, this is uh, Cranston Lamont of the Chicago Tribune. Uh, I'm over here is that a real name? doing a, a story on our star freckled, spangled fighting boys. Wow. Uh, I'm doing a backgrounder on a Windy City boy, and I need to know something. Uh, across the street from the station, down the block, there's a five and ten. And right next to that, there's a dry cleaning and, uh, and dying place. And right next to that, there's this place that sells ribs. What, what's the name? Adam's Ribs. That's it. Adam's Ribs. A-D-A-M-S-R-I-B. I just want to scream it at him because I knew it the whole time. You'll smear it. 
I, I, I got it engraved on my tongue. Listen, you got a telephone book there? Yeah, we kissed it. Hey, all right. I want you to look up the number for me. Look, I know you're busy, mister. Um, what is your name, please? <laughs> for the article. Resnick? Bernard Resnick? Is that with an S or a Z? <laughs> uh, thank you, Mr. Resnick. That's a lovely name. One of my daughters is called Resnick. <laughs> you got it? All right. You're born 52750. 52750. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, don't hang up. Get the operator for me. Thank you, Mr. Resnick. God bless your choo-choos. <laughs> Let's see. This would have been like 75 when this came out. I'll have to look that up. Season three. They started in 72. So, yeah. So 74, 75, something like that. Operator, I want Dearborn 52750. This is it, Radar. We're approaching Nirvana. Is that near Chicago? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> what do you mean, busy? Operator, I'm a soldier. I'm a wounded man in Korea. I'm trying to reach my family from a foxhole. <laughs> Hello, Adam's ribs? I'd like to place a takeout order, please. All right, you got a pencil? I want 20 pounds. No, make that 40 pounds of your best ribs. The jumbos. And I want some barbecue sauce. A gallon. Yeah, we're having a party. Wait, 40 pounds. I'm out on parole. <laughs> Hold on, forty pounds. You need more than a gallon, right? I mean, I'm no, I'm no math expert. Hold on a second. Forty pounds of meat. A gallon? You need two gallons. All right, now look. I don't cook them. I just want them packaged. Name of Pierce. B. F. Pierce. Somebody will pick them up. Good. Okay. Thank you. Couldn't have done it without you, Radar. Thank you, sir. Oh, what? Damn it. What? I forgot to order the coleslaw. <laughs> Hello? The coleslaw's not going to keep, man. It's not going to keep. you got to ship that overseas. That's a bad idea. Don't be Step doing one. that. Spare ribs ordered. Check. Step two. By the way, ribs. that was the first commercial break. We are halfway through this episode, and they've and they just got to their first commercial break. I am telling you, Back in the 70s and 80s, we had not yet decided to overrun television with commercials yet. We held back a little bit. We felt like the content mattered more than the commercial breaks. Nowadays, we'd be third or fourth commercial break in. And it bums me out. Must be picked up. Step three, ribs must be paid for. Step four, ribs must be flown to us here in Paradise Valley. What a picture you are of gluttony, greed, lust, oral sensation. You're seeing the real me. As a child, I once ate 12 banana sandwiches. I slept in the bathroom for a week. Charming. Now, Inspector, I figure that the same person who picks the ribs up can pay for them and take them over to the airport in Chicago. Elementary. This as yet unknown person gives them to a pilot or a stewardess who delivers them to military air transport in San Francisco. The rest is downhill. So is your head. They all laughed at Christopher Columbus when he said the world was round. But he went on to write a great song. You keep this up and the squirrels are going to bury your head somewhere. Pilots and stewardesses love to do us favors. I once did a stewardess a great favor. I didn't scream while she forced herself on me. Mm. Okay. 
There's an interesting couple. Tilly and Mac. Sir, I've got a bone I'd like to pick with you. Wait a minute, Clinger. First bone's first. Any luck, Radar? Uh, I checked the personnel roster and all the patients, and nobody lives in Chicago. What a great time to steal it. Rats! Double rats. Sir, in the riot you caused by going off your noodle, you got succotash on my stole. I apologize, Clinger, from the heart of my bottom. And liver, too, you got on. Don't say liver. You say that word again, I'll set your teeth on fire. I love how he said, and liver, too, you got on. That's great. Hold on, I want to go back and hear that again. You got succotash on my stole. I apologize, Clinger, from the heart of my bottom. And liver, too, you got on. Don't say liver. You say that word again, I'll set your teeth on fire. I'll have your skunk clean. Right now, I'm thinking about bigger things. I don't know why that's so funny to me. No, he's from Toledo. But I get my lingerie from Chicago. And it's beautiful. I hear. You know anybody in Chicago? I got an uncle there. This could be something. Does he like you? Would he do you a favor? Favor? He'd kill for me. He'd kill for you. For a hundred dollars, he'd kill for anybody. Why don't you put out a contract on a spare rib? Would your uncle handle a package for me? Sure, for a price. He doesn't have to kill the package. Just pick it up and deliver it to the airport in Chicago. It's done. Won't cost you a dime. Lady, Why? You're a real gentleman. Why wouldn't you charge for All that? All you gotta do is sign my psycho discharge papers, you and Captain McIntyre. Oh Clinger, boy. that paper has to be signed by three doctors. We're only two. Nobody else wants to be three. Okay. The deal's off! Wait a second, wait a No discharge, no package, and I expect you to unsuck my stole, sir! So <laughs> emotional. Meanwhile, my ribs are sitting there like barbecued orphans. Yeah, I wish I could help. <laughs> I wonder how you taste charcoal. Hey! You know, I just remembered. I knew a redhead in Chicago. Oh, boy, you talk about your ribs. Yeah, yeah. What was her name? Mildred. That's right. Mildred? <laughs> Mildred, come on now. Would she do you a favor? She already did. She could pick up the ribs. She could pay for them and put them on a plane. I'd send her a check. You're hallucinating. I haven't seen her in years. It was a one-night stand. No, it was a two-night. No, I think it was three. Radar, prepare a finger. Ready to dial. Hello? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Mildred Feeney? Mildred. All right, hold on. No one names Mil- No one's named Mildred now. Hi, Mildred. This is John McIntyre. That's right, Big John. Big John. Lucky. Look, honey, I know it's been a lot of years, but, uh... No, I'm not actually in Chicago now, a little bit west of there. I'm in Korea, to be exact. Well, I got called up into the war, and, uh... I got to thinking about you. What? The war, Mildred. The war! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, take it easy. You're worse than the real thing. <laughs> what, baby? Me? Married? Married? Of course I'm not married, Mildred. Come on. Who, who could follow you? Lay it on her, will you? Uh, honey, look, I want you to do me a favor. There's a package under the name of Pierce at a place called Adams Ribs next to the Dearborn Street Station. Dearborn. I want you to go in there and pay for it and take it to the MPs at Midway Airport. Yeah, I'll send you a check for it. Uh, mark the package, Dr. B.F. Pierce, 4077. I don't like May, that he said Dearborn. Korea. 
rush medical supplies. I'm what? annoyed. I'm annoyed. Ribs and sauce. Yeah, we use them for uh, anatomy practice. Anatomy practice, right? Well, they don't allow us to work on real people. The sauce? Well, uh, they don't let us use real blood either. You understand? Gross. Boy, she's smart. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mildred. Right, honey. Bye bye. Mildred, I can't keep the war on hold. I gotta go. Bye bye. <laughs> Radar. Yeah. Why are the MPs at Midway Airport? Tell them the packages for Captain Benjamin Midway. Franklin Pierce. Midway. Like yeah. the Battle of Midway? General MacArthur's personal physician. MacArthur? That's oh. where stuff had to stop. They had to go to Midway. And why are the uh, Military Air Transport Service, APO San Francisco? Tell them it's urgent, critical medical supplies. Handle with care. Highly infectious. Uh, mark it quick as possible. Do not spill. Keep refrigerated. Way to go, Big John. <laughs> oh, it's middle of the night. Sir, wake up, sir. The spare ribs are here. Where? Where? They're in a supply depot down on Wee John Boo. Uh, they're hung up in channels. Who hung them? Well, I talked to a major piper. He wouldn't even talk to me when I talked to him. What did he say? What did he say? He started with uh, drop dead, and then he got rude. <laughs> we have to call Klinger's uncle. Trap. No. Wake up. Me and the ribs, we're all in Korea. Let's eat. Come on, Dan. It's on the way to Seoul. No room. I gotta take all right, so we're going to try to fly there. I'm going to use the rumble seats. Okay, you got it. Oh my lord, I couldn't do this. They're gonna make him ride in those side seats where you put like a body or a, a patient. Oh my gosh, I couldn't do that. Oh, dude. That, that's just freaky. I mean, it's where they put, they have to immobilize somebody and lay him there. You know what I'm talking about, but. <laughs> seven seven mash. Oh yes, talk to some cocky little nurse at your outfit. Radar. <laughs> Tried to muscle me on the phone. She's a tough little cookie. <laughs> there it is. One box medical supplies marked urgent. Figures. We're doctors. We need that stuff, Major. It's important. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a no wonder drug. Top shelf. Keep those code numbers to the front so we can read them. Oh, sorry. It's only our first day on the job. What about our package? You know what I've got to process. 12 Sherman tanks, 2,000 blankets, 100,000 rolls of toilet paper, a trainload of semi-automatic corn poppers and baby A-bomb components. They're delicious with popcorn. Whatever it is, I've got it. And you want me to find one insignificant little box of med supplies. We sometimes use them in our work. You think because you save lives, it's important. <laughs> this guy's a turd. He's probably somebody we know from something else. He looks familiar. But that's the way it was back then. MASH actors. You're not going to cooperate, huh? If I help one person, I have to help everybody. Can't run a war on cooperation. All right, fine. We'll go up the line. Who's your boss? My sergeant. Where is he? Look, he's very busy, and I don't want him upset. We're not going to upset him. He's over an admin, Sergeant Tarola. Please don't tell him I sent you. Thank you, Major. You've been a tower of jello. 
<laughs> Nobody cut requisition orders on this. Emergency medical shipment, Sergeant. Yeah, there's no S-47 stroke 19J accompanying. I told you we should have got an S-47 stroke 19J accompanying, but you wouldn't listen. That's necessary? Necessary. We don't go to latrine around here without an S-47 stroke 19J. Sorry. Guy's chomping on a big fat cigar. You know, I wasn't going to say anything, but this little supermarket of yours here isn't all that clean. Yeah. Ideal breeding environment for cholera. The plague. You're kidding. You always sweat in 40-degree temperature? I'm not sweating. You should be. Nothing wrong with me. I feel sensational. Ah, there it is. Say that again, will you? I feel sensational? Definite swearing of the S. Classic early symptom. <laughs> Followed by the eyes blinking in an up-and-down motion. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's plague here, we'll have to close the place. Post it as a contagious area. Give you a chance to be reassigned. You're probably anxious to get up to the fighting war anyway, aren't you? in the package. <laughs> Spare ribs and saws from Chicago. Adam's ribs? You know? I'm from Joliet. I'd walk to Chicago on my knees in the snow for a takeout order. He's one of you. <laughs> How many you got? 40 pounds. I'll take 20 and a quarter sauce. <laughs> 10 and a pint of sauce. 12 and a pint and a half. And coleslaw. We didn't order any coleslaw. You sent all the way to Chicago and no coleslaw? Forgive us, we're draftees. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, second commercial break. Look at that. What time what time did that happen? Uh oh my gosh, the thing's almost over. The show only took two commercial breaks. Keep that in mind next time you're watching some cable show and it interrupts you 50 times. All right? Remember that. All right. There's a helicopter. Okay, here we go. They got their bibs on. They're waiting for a chef guy. They've somehow effed this up. You know it. Should we give thanks? Praise the Lord and pass the sauce. <laughs> Ambulances in the lower compound. Oh no. On the upper pad. Incoming wounded. Repeat. Incoming wounded. All OR personnel report on the double. Come on. Repeat. Ambulances in the lower oh. compound. Choppers on the upper oh, pad. Oh, that's not fair. Come on. No, no, wait a minute. No, it's not fair. We got ribs now. We got ribs from Adam Ribs in Chicago. We lied to Bill with everything. I had to send her a check. Oh, they should have just let him take a big old fat bite out of it before they dragged him off. That sucks. All right, well, there's your there's your episode. And this is back when uh, Klinger was only getting post credit credit for the uh, for being on the show. And later he would get top of the show stuff. But uh, this is early on. All right. You know what? I'm going to say I think MASH is still pretty great. I could sit and watch MASH all day. I could have it on in the background. I could listen to these guys talk. I don't love when they get overly dramatic. And that happens here and there. But for the most part, I have a real good time with MASH. And I think you should, too. By the way, it's all streamed on Hulu now. So it's all there and available. It used to be Netflix, but then Hulu pulled it. And uh, now it's over there. So if you want some more MASH in your life, I suppose I'm going to say yes it's good. 
Thank you for listening. Toss me an email. If you have something old that prompts that question, was it any good? Scott at frogpants.com. I'm happy to read these and not only read them, but take your recommendations like we did today. Thanks again to Aaron for that. If you guys need anything else, you can find it at frogpants.com slash any good. That's going to do it. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.